Hi guys, it's Kenzie Amanda and welcome to this week's episode of Unforgettable Love, Chapter 2. So I realized I talked a little bit fast when I was re-listening to chapter one. Um, I apologize for that. I had to kind of throw it in in a rush. Um, I tried to get all the key concepts in. The script was a little all over the place, I think. Um, It was really just because we had the perfect one recorded. It was about 30 minutes. And then I realized there were some things that I couldn't really edit out. So unfortunately, I had to redo it again. Um, It was a little bit late at night. I was tired. There wasn't really a proper script. But I do stick to those key concepts. And I do believe that, like I said, inner strength is the concept behind this whole journey and the concept of motivation, one of the key concepts, I should say. And that also um, the art of not living in your head and uh, going back when you need to but not staying there is super important on your self-love journey. So that's what we talked about a little bit last week. And those are my two personal, um, sorry, core concepts behind it all. So I do hope you enjoyed it despite all of that, our intro episode. And I'm really excited to be back here creating our next chapter in the Self Love Help series. So I feel like, guys, this week's topic, like, I hinted at a lot in the in the uh, redo of chapter one, but originally it was pretty hard to choose because I found a Jay Shetty quote um, and it literally says this. So I'm going to read it in full. It says, quote unquote, your story is your power. Understanding your own hardships, how you overcame, grew and changed for the better is what allows you to help others do the same. So I sat there for a bit, guys. And honest to God, I was in the process of creating this podcast and I thought, am I a hypocrite? Like, am I saying you should trust me because I'm almighty? Like, who am I to help you? Like, I mean, I'm not a big speaker. You guys can hear. I feel like my tone goes in and out. I'm just getting used to podcasting. It's a whole different world for me. But I knew that this was something that I really enjoyed and I really wanted to help you guys with. Um, and I feel like being my own self-critic was so tough on me. And that's my own, like I, I mentioned this a lot in episode one, um, my own little niche is self-sabotage, unfortunately. And that's my self-love journey that I'm working on with you guys. But um, then I realized the quote kind of took a turn. So Jay continued with this. He goes, people don't make a difference because they're perfect or know all the answers. They're able to be there for others because they know what it feels like to not have anyone. They're able to provide support because they know how it feels to be alone and unsupported. And they're also able to be sources of guidance because they know from the heart, I should say, in my like you know perspective, what it really means to feel lost. So that last part, especially like it hit me really hard. Because to be honest, guys, I've hit my brink with motivation. I've built my entire life around it. I've gone through times of loss. I've gone through times of despair. I've genuinely done inner strength and practiced that and picked myself back up so many times I can't even count at this point. And honestly, I feel like it built this beautiful core strength and this beautiful love for myself to, like I said in my last podcast, grow from the dark times and find the beauty in that sadness. And it really made me realize, you know, like, it's sad sometimes when you can't, when you do self-sabotage, you can't always help yourself. But I do love helping people genuinely from the soul. And it kind of made me think like, okay, this is the perfect podcast topic. Like before I redid that episode and knew that this was probably going to be the topic, this was kind of what I was thinking about when I went into this episode. And there's so many different things that you guys are going to kind of hear me jump around a lot on this topic because the art of not caring is so difficult to master because there's so many different unique little niches, so to speak like subtopics underneath it but the minute you learn to stop caring is probably guys one of the most beautiful moments um so yeah i mean that brings me to this week um overcoming the haters 
critics and learning to just let go of whatever's bugging you in life and whatever people are putting on you, that negative label, that negative self-esteem, that negative stigma, um, whether that even be like in myself, my own self-negative talk is my own biggest critic. I have a lot of haters in my life. I have done a lot of things that, um, you know, built me and I've done a lot of things I'm not proud of, but I've done a lot of things I'm also very proud of, you know, and that brings with it, you know, haters, whatever, naysayers, who cares what they call them at this day and age. But like, I don't think about those people anymore. I used to like, literally guys, I used to let those dictate my life. I've been bullied my whole life. So I let a lot of those harsh words really sink into my soul as a child and it did really hurt. But I feel like the minute, like I said, I overcame those haters, I was so much more peaceful. I was at peace with myself. Um, and this brings me to a topic I do want to talk about a little bit today too. So that goes back to the topic of something my dad also taught me when I was about seven or eight years old. And it's the concept of the, this sounds basic, but it really is like helpful. The basic art of the glass half empty, the glass half full. So for me, it came down to, do I want to spend all of my energy worrying about these haters and these naysayers and these even like, you know, your own personal family members and friends can sometimes be those people? Or do I want to do what's best for me? And I mean, a lot of people come at me and say, you know, Kenzie, is that selfish? And you know, it is. It is in a sense. You have to kind of be a little selfish. And that goes back to the concept of being petty, but not in a care and, you know, grocery cart way, but petty in a way where you can defend yourself and really just, you know, defend yourself against the bullies and the naysayers, but also stand there and know who you are as a person and own who you are. And honest to God, owning who you are, this is another part of it, is tied into all of these concepts. Like these are just a couple of the umbrella branches that I'm going into. But do you see what I mean? They all tie into each other. So basically, I decided to do this on the art of overcoming your negative self-talk, um, not letting others' opinions or perceptions about you control your life. So like I said in that little little spiel I went on, there's a lot of areas that involve not just motivation, which is like an area I've always been super passionate about, but also the concept of your own self-love. So the they intertwine in harmony, those original concepts. And I really wanted to go, going back into this series, I'm going on a little bit of a rant now. My script's a little flipped on me, guys. I do always write my scripts every week, just so you know. If I ever say script, I'm not copying anyone's words. These are all my own words, but I have written them in little you know, point forms and notes. So sometimes I read a note and it doesn't really go with what I was talking about. And I look down, I'm like, oh, that's totally unplanned. <laughs> so we do kind of go a little bit, you know, out of order, so to speak, in these podcasts. But that's kind of what I wanted to do. I wanted to logically connect all of the little like tidbits of starting with inner strength. When you live in your head, you're dead, you know, not like, you know, not letting negative um, pasts affect you. And then I thought negative self-talk that always affects or negative people in life, you know, not listening to those people that always goes next in order. But honestly, I don't think I'm going to be able to follow that because there's just so many different areas of self-love that it's hard to follow the way that I it's hard to even say that the way that I learned them, the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven steps are going to be the types of steps that you guys all learn them in. Everybody learns self-love in their own different journey and their own different order. So I felt like that was a little selfish because um, it's a beautiful, all-encompassing thing. So basically, um, I sat there and I realized there was one problem. And I mean, like the one problem I always and I always to God, like even working in retail, I see this with people and it makes me so sad. It's such a simple concept. And many people like they really don't recognize how it affects like their lives, but their concepts of self-love. The number one lesson in life next to inner strength is letting go of the things and perceptions of the world. And really, guys, just not gracefully not caring unless you really need to. 
you know, and that goes on to moving forward, not living in your head. Going back to that last point that I said in episode one, when you live in your head, you're dead. That ties into this concept. When you live in your head, you're dead. So don't live in your head, move forward and don't let the people's fear of your own failure get to you. Don't let your own fear of failure get to you. Um, because this is something that I'm still currently dealing with. Um, I mean, I kind of locked it away in a box a while back, but the fear of failure, I'm still learning a little bit about it, but I feel like it was beautiful when I learned the first part of this week's topic. But for myself, like I still carry some self-doubt. So like for me, I'll still sit there and cry. I'll be honest with you guys. But like I said, crying is therapeutic. I really do endorse crying, to be honest. And I was kind of thinking, guys, I was thinking like, I don't think I'm truly good enough for myself or my life. If I fail... I'm kind of planning to fail. Do you know what I do you know what I mean, guys? And I I feel like, you know, I used to think that I feel like I care. I feel like others see me as a failure and that makes me a horrible person because their opinion affects me. So it kind of literally stopped my self-love journey at a halt when I felt like a failure and I let those words of people all over the years that called me a failure that did those things stop my self-love journey, stop my motivation, stop my journey in general. And that's kind of what brought my journey back to life. So this is a little bit long to explain as this is kind of like a personal story for me guys. But um, the constant fear for myself of the what ifs and the things that those brought to me, I kind of started to believe it. So I would sit there and I'd be like, Oh, what if what if and I would like, I'm sure many of you guys have done this. You guys have always probably contemplated what have these haters said? What have these family members said? What have my friends said about me? You know, and I kind of started to believe every little thing they said. And it was plaguing me with like this fear, especially like I remember like the first time I ever stopped caring guys was actually, this is, I'm going to go back to this in a minute because I have a really good one on my Instagram that you guys can scroll over to a little story there that I'm going to mention in a bit. But I remember the first moment that photo was taken and it was taken after I got in a fight with a girl at my um, old job back in the beaches in Toronto. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, they're going to fire me. Oh my gosh. Why did I open my mouth? Why did I stand up for myself? Why did I say what I truly felt when I could have sat there and just smiled and bared and grinned and taken her evil words, my coworkers kind of bullying me, but like in the political, you know, office sense. And I was like, why am I standing up for myself? Why am I doing that? And then I realized I don't give a fuck. Forgive my language guys, but I didn't give a fuck. This person had been sitting there and basically attacking my character, stealing my sales, being horrible towards me and blaming it all on me. And she really made me believe that I was a failure. I wasn't meeting my sales. I wasn't doing this. And then I said, you know what? I am doing that. And I kind of took back my journey, guys. And I remember that day was the first day I vowed not to give a fuck. Forgive my language. That's the only way I can put it in a straight way is not to give it about anything that people say, not just her. Like I kind of started on my work journey first. I started to say, okay, I can stop caring about what this person now says at work. So that's my work life. And then I kind of divided it. So personal life. Now that goes back to your friends and your family. So who was I cutting out of my friendship circle? This goes back to toxic friends. I'm sure you all hear about cutting toxic friends. And it's not so easy. I mean, I just did it with two of my friends that I've had for years. And that was really hard for me. But because I love myself enough, I was able to just say, you know what, go on your journey. Let's be at peace. This isn't working, you know, and it was very painful. But you know what, guys, like that's kind of in the end, what a self love journey is when you love yourself enough to know what you deserve. 
which is another concept that we are going to go into. They all tie into each other, guys, I swear. When you go into the self-love journey of what you deserve and you start applying that to every single aspect of your life, again, glass half empty, glass half full, the concept I mentioned at the beginning, you're going to realize that certain things just aren't worth putting the effort into. So when I stopped caring about work, I stopped caring about certain toxic family members and friends. And I sat there and I said, Glass half empty. What are these guys bringing to my life? What are these girls bringing to my life? What are they doing for me? Are they doing nothing? Okay, then I'm going to ask them out in a polite, you know, obviously I'm not going to be rude, but a polite way. Are they being rude to me? Am I taking disrespect? I'm going to ask them out in a petty way. Maybe I'm going to use a little bit of pettiness. And I mean, I'm a very, very nice person, guys. I really am. I really, really am. But you know what it is? Pettiness to me, is actually an art if it's used right. I don't mean the, like I said, the grocery store Karen, oh my God, like this is on sale and it's not, you know, the Karens, I'm not even going to explain that because everyone knows what a Karen is, (laughs) but I go back, I digress. So basically, I mean, it's so hard to connect these concepts, guys. There's so many of them, but they all do tie in while I'm, while I'm saying this, I've got about a million thoughts that connect to each other and I'm just trying to piece them together. So I'm sorry if I sound a little scatterbrained here, guys, but going back to the Karen thing, pettiness is always a good thing to put those like certain people that just kind of irk you a little bit and maybe disrespect you but you know you don't want to be disrespectful and be like f off blah 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 and start all these like rude hateful rumors any of that kind of you know stupid stuff that we're all too old for at this point drama so to speak so maybe you just use a little bit of pettiness sarcasticness backwards compliments but those are only to people who are really really mean to you first i believe that the game starts you know, respect others how you would like to be treated, you know? If they disrespect you, you disrespect them. If they respect you, you respect them. It's a simple concept and it goes back to glass half empty, glass half full. That pettiness comes from their disrespect. That pettiness doesn't come from you. You're a very polite person, but when people test you, pettiness can be used good if it's in the right way, guys. And that's a lesson that I think is very important that everyone should know. But I digress. Um, Going back to glass half empty, glass half full, very important concept to this one. Um, You're going to sit there with those family members and friends, going back to that, and you're going to see certain people that appear as toxic so you're going to throw them in your glass half empty and you're going to notice the people say for me it's my grandmother my uncle dave um i have a couple people my mom my dad my cat even that's a bad example but pets i believe can bring joy too right so you know you're going to put those people in the glass not even the glass half full well glass half empty glass half full so i guess it has to be half full can't be fully full no one's life is ever truly perfect but these people are going to bring joy to your life so those are going to be your friends that are day one day one real ones or ogs whatever you want to call them um literally those are gonna be the people that always hold you down they're gonna be the friendship for friendship people so when you go to them with your problems or your like exciting days or you want to talk to them about something sad they're always there for you in the same way you're there for them they're not one-sided you know what i mean and that goes into the friendship part of it um so you digress you go from your work side where you've stood up for yourself now at work because you've stopped caring think about it this way these are how you break down your concepts or how i started to do it anyway so i started with work i broke it down i stopped taking the shit i was taking from that co worker. I started standing up for myself. I started regaining control of my sales and I really felt more confident in the work way place. Sorry. And the work wise is what I was trying to say. <laughs> came out weird. But um, yeah, then I went to my family and friends and I just kind of separated who was toxic, who wasn't glass half empty, glass half full. And I really found out who was beneficial for me. And I still to this day have those ones in my life. And once you learn to love yourself enough and not give a about anything this week's episode, you're going to really learn that even with friend, family, friends, there is a 
point, guys, that if they disrespect you enough, there is no fucks given. You are allowed to ask them out as long as it is for your happiness and your own inner peace. Um, and inner peace is something I'm going to mention with the glass half empty, glass half full concept. Really what that's for is for balancing inner peace in your life, making sure that you're fully balanced, fully harmonized, and that you're just in a relaxed state of mind and not doing things that you don't have to do, not putting effort into things that you really will exhaust you and you know will exhaust you. So I challenge you guys to this week look at the glass half empty, glass half full concept in your own lives. Maybe like I was saying in the book, write it down and see what drains you. What are you putting effort and energy into that maybe it's a friendship you just can't save anymore or a project that you just don't want to work on anymore because it exhausts your soul that's going to be a glass half empty or maybe it's a friend that did something great for you this week or helped you out in an amazing way and they've been your real one since day one that's a glass half full or you know something happy in your life that makes you excited to go to work that's a glass half full concept you know what i mean guys so try that this week i guarantee it's going to bring some balance and some peace to your lives um and going back to not caring like This story has so many different elements. Like I said, this whole podcast, I feel like is kind of a cluster muck of things right now, but I keep trying to go back to my concepts in my head and pair them to each other so they do make sense. I hope you guys are kind of following the different concepts and how they correlate and relate to each other. Um, so for me, I started with work. I went to friendships and family and friends, um, anything else that related in my life. Um, so like life activities, um, anything else in life. I mean, I'm just trying to think of an example. You know what? Every aspect of your daily life can be broken down. You know what I mean? Like there's social, political, economical, that kind of thing. So really when you do glass half empty, glass half full on this week's exercise, guys, break down your life into what you can change, what you can stop caring about and paying so much attention about. Like I noticed for the people at my work when I work in clothing, it's a lot about self body image. People put these societal norms and it's so upsetting into people's heads. And I think that's a really big one actually to touch on right now too. Um, I'm trying to just, there is so many concepts, so I'm trying to keep it a little short, but I'm going to keep the important concepts up in this speech. Um, I'll try and tie some speeches together of some concepts at the end. I think that you should know about as well. There is a motivational speech of seven or eight concepts that you should know from Fearless Motivation that I'm going to link this week. Um, but going back to that, and I lost my train of thought. Oh my gosh, guys. <laughs> yeah, so it's a lot um untying motivation because it's so beautiful when you learn it guys i swear like when you guys learn to self-love yourself and you learn these concepts and how they intertwine you're going to think it's the most beautiful thing that you've ever experienced and you're never going to want to learn to turn back but i mean just stop caring about the social sociological jesus sociological norms so guys stop caring about that like really put your focus on who you are as a person. Don't let society brand you as one person. I mean, for me, my struggle was society always they always put me as this like you know bigger girl and I was always tight cast as oh she's uh you know only sexy because she's a bbw like in my entertainment industry or oh she's only hot because she has blonde hair or she's a valley girl you know and it was a lot of stigma on the looks and no one really ever took me seriously but I challenge that stigma guys like I still do to this day I mean I don't like when people underestimate me and I still a pet peeve of mine but it still happens unfortunately to this day and that's going to happen in your own journey your own self-love journey where people are going to stereotype you as this one specific thing and you're going to be tight cast to that and you're really your challenge there is really just overcoming that and not letting that get to you because guys let's be honest we're all more than one thing like we're all made up of different personalities individualities different hair colors etc right so don't let them tight cast you in that way and really just speak up against that anytime someone tries to 
politically label you. Um, even if it's just something simple like your clothing or something, stand up for yourself, guys. It's it's so important to have inner strength in the sense that you can put your foot down and speak up for yourself and be confident. Confidence is, again, obviously a super important part of inner strength. Um, it's a super important part of self-love. It's something that will take you really, really far in the art of loving yourself. And it's something that's going to give you an assertive voice in um, areas like this and not caring. Because so many people are going to be scared too. Like that's the next one. I think fear guys really does hold us back a lot i have a couple friends i'm talking to right now and they're so scared about the public how are people gonna see us what if this um you know thing about me gets out blah 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 and you know the funny thing about the thing about me getting out part that i mentioned there is i had a lot of rumors about me back in the past i used to let those get to me i like i said haters come naturally with who you are as a person whether you're me you whoever you are there's going to be haters and people who spread rumors and a nasty people out there you know but what you have to do with that is just have fun with it you know just if a hater comes up to you and says the same thing over and over again 10 times out of 10 it's gonna be the same damn shit guys like for me i always get oh you're fat oh you worked in entertainment oh you're dumb blah 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 oh you're in retail oh you know what i mean i hear the same things over and over again and then honestly guys it will start to make you laugh when you realize how similar these people are because they only have one or two insults to bring you down so the way you're going to tackle that is reverse psychology guys so what I learned to do is love myself enough to own my insecurities and own my flaws. So working in the entertainment industry was a big one for me. When you really learn something like that can like embarrass you when you're younger and you're just getting into it. And it's something that I enjoyed back in the day. I don't like the stigma that comes with it now. So I only do it on and off guys. But you know what? I've learned to embrace it and admit that. I never admitted that I did it. I hid it while I was in retail because I was so scared and embarrassed. I was scared what everyone else was going to think. And then one day someone came up to me and made fun of me for doing it. And you know what? I sat there and I just owned it. And I, that was the most beautiful moment of my life, guys. I sat there and said, you know what? I am an entertainment. And then they would say, oh, you're fat. And I would be like, yeah, I am fat and I love myself. You know what I'm saying? And it just brings them down and down and down until eventually they can't say anything. But not just that. It's not just a hater, you know, reflex motion. It also helps you love yourself if you secretly think about it. When you say it enough times, like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I did this. It's called owning your flaws, guys. So any flaws, quote unquote, that people want to make fun of you for aren't even flaws. There's something that you love about yourself. There's something that you're not afraid to admit. So if someone's going to say to me, I'm going to release all of your nudes the next day, I'm just like, you know what? Go ahead and do it. You know why? Because I have the self-confidence again, confidence going back to that to admit that I had stuff like that in the past. And I, am I ashamed of it? Maybe at the time I was, but I'm not now because I love myself enough to know that that was a part of who I am as a person. Like guys, every little thing you do leads up to who you are as a person. And if you're hiding secrets about yourself, it not only makes you look like an untrustworthy person, but it really does lower your self-esteem because you're worried. What are they going to think? What are they going to think? And you're going to spend your time overthinking that when you could just be owning it and loving yourself. And, and the more times guys, you were that and you own it like a self-love affirmation you're going to believe it and you're going to know that that is a part of you and now you're proud of it you go from being ashamed of it to being proud of it and the next time the hater comes at you and uses that as a reflex you can just laugh in their face and say yeah i am and what you know what i mean guys so uh let's go back to my script i was a little off script <laughs> so um let's constant fear <sighs> So yeah, I guess we're going back to that. So do you get caught up in it? People always ask me that. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I do. Everybody gets caught up in their haters. I mean, my biggest thing is I have made so many like attempts at making social networks and stuff like that and trying to brand myself. And I've done really well with all of them because I'm a very creative person. But I find there's always that one or two haters <laughs> that wants to ruin it. And that's okay. 
at this point because I've accepted that that's what they do. That's who they are. They have too much time on their hands and that's okay. Again, accepting my flaws, but it is frustrating at times and that's just one personal thing that gets to me. So everyone has a hater thing that like it's not going to be a guaranteed reflex method. Everyone's going to sometimes have those days where anxiety, like Megan the Stallion says it, like bad bitches, we all have days. We all have days too. You know, so there's going to be those days where people's perceptions of you can change who you are and how you love yourself. But you have to use that inner strength that I talked about in episode one, pick yourself back up and remember that you're strong. So like none of the shit that they're saying is actually true or hurtful to me or you or anyone. You just need to know that about yourself. Like the one thing I wrote down here is 80% of your haters definitely want to be where you are guys. And there's a spark in you, honest to God, like going back to my spiritual release, I don't talk about this much because not everyone is spiritual or religious. So I try to keep it short in that sense, but God or whatever your spiritual belief is at the point makes you different. Like haters love to attack different people. And I know people say that a lot, but everyone I find who's different, who has an individuality, which is pretty much everyone on this earth because we're all individuals, is, is made up of different atoms. And they want to attack you because your atoms aren't the same as theirs. It's actually ridiculous. And it, they, people attack for the dumbest, stupidest things, guys. But you have to just learn to love the attacks and laugh at them and own them. Because you know what? They make their lives miserable. It sounds cliche, guys, but like they have something in their lives that they admire in yours that's not in theirs. And tearing you down kind of becomes their only way to do that. You know what I mean? So like I said, I found that they have like four or five bad qualities that they'll find in you or like rumors or something. They'll bring it up. And once you own them, you just laugh in their face, guys. It is the best thing to not care about haters, societal norms, any of that. Because it's all going to become kind of like irrelevant at some point to you. Like it really is. It's going to get to the point where someone's going to say something and you're going to laugh because they're going to realize exactly what I'm saying in that moment. Like you're going to say the same things that they hurt that you brought up or sorry that hurt you that they brought up my script is out of order there and once you start to see those things guys i'm gonna be honest with you you're gonna like see like you know what that might have bugged me back in the past i might have been so ashamed of that i might have hid that like i was saying earlier i might have not accepted that about me maybe it was a looks thing you know that you didn't accept and now you've said it enough times to them like you know for me it was at one point my ears as stupid as it sounds i hated my ears i don't know why and people would make fun of them like oh big elf ears and i said you know what i do have big ears and i like them and you know what i did i went out and pierced them just to piss the haters off more i loved them myself because i kept saying i do have big ears and i don't care i look at them the piercings are cute you know it's just a bad example but it is an example you know what i mean and the haters have no more power over you they're gonna seem stupid because like literally everyone knows at this point that it's common knowledge that everybody knows who you are, what you are. Yeah, it's all out in the open. There aren't no secrets. But would you really want to live your life in secrecy like those people that I was talking about who are just like, oh my gosh, what are people going to think? And worrying your every move. Or are you going to want to live your life in complete openness and loving yourself and owning your stuff? And that way, every rumor that comes up about you, you'll know if it's true or false right away too. Just a little benefit, guys. It's going to make them really furious. That's the funny part that I noted here. Because they're going to come with creative ways. Like I said, you know, for me, it's deleting my Instagram. Like stupid things. They're going to come with like really weird ways of hurting you. And it's almost going to become entertaining to you. But you know what? That's who they are. It's unfortunate that any of us have to deal with haters or bullies or societal norms or any of these labels in today's world. But unfortunately, the world is really mean. And that's kind of what it's about, unfortunately. And it makes my soul sad when I think about it. But um, but basically, no matter what they do with their lives, guys, if you've accepted your flaws, your mistakes, you've hugged and embraced them, and you've learned from them, guys. That's, a, that's the important part. If you've learned from your mistakes, you've either learned it's a bad thing or a good thing. Maybe it wasn't the best thing at the time, but you've embraced it. You've accepted it. And then you've embraced it and learned about it and who you were at the time and how you've grown since then. And what can you say about that experience that makes it a positive thing? And if it's a negative thing, just accept it. 
just accept it. It happened. You have to move on. Don't live in your head or your dead. Like I said in the first episode, you have to move on. But honestly, it's going to make what they say no longer hurtful because it's going to be powerful within you guys. You guys are going to have this powerful core essential of I don't give a fuck what anyone says because I am me. I am who I am. And I think that's the key concept next to inner strength. These three things that I just listed, the two in podcast one, not living in your head and going to the past, loving yourself enough to have that inner strength to pick yourself back up when people do say hurtful things like this, accepting that some of them are going to hurt you. Some of those things are going to hurt you still, regardless of the walls you built, regardless of the love you have for yourself. It's going to happen. But moving on and realizing that, reputation really in the end doesn't matter like throw all that out the window guys because you might realize it you're not going to realize it but self-consciously you're going to realize that you're teaching yourself to tear yourself down by those little societal norms you're judging yourself you're changing yourself to impress others and really you're just working so hard to get this positive rep but guys i'm going to say this in vulgar terms who the fuck cares to be honest with you guys who the fuck cares like stop this guys because the minute you do what you want to do and no disregard to what others see, then you're going to be happier. You know what I mean? You're going to be so much happier. And happiness is such an important part. Like you're going to find guys at the end of these teachings, um, you're going to really find that you're going to be so much happier when you apply these concepts to your self-love journey because happiness is the key of self-love. Self-love brings happiness and inner strength brings confidence and confidence brings happiness as well. All of this feels happier when you learn this concept. And honest to God, the minute you stop tearing yourself down, even self-consciously by believing what they say about you in this society, by believing what you're friends and family said or say about you by not cutting those people out you know all of these concepts i put under this umbrella just a few of them to speak about i take it how you do like some some of you might take it differently than how i take it you know everybody has their different ways of learning how to stop caring but once you stop caring it really is the most important thing because you're gonna see like the people in your life like i said family wise i saw some people this week who were friends of mine for weeks but they didn't love me they didn't love me for who i were they loved me for who i wanted them to be or who they wanted me to be sorry like they wanted me to be this person that i just wasn't and our friendship just wasn't working and i had to sit there and be humble enough again strength to have the strength the inner strength to say we're good we're that's it like we're just not friends because Honestly, guys, glass of empty glass half full. Do I want a toxic friendship? I can't have that in my life. It's going to bring me down in the glass half empty thing. It's going to just bring me negativity. And then I'm going to be listening to their every word and judging myself on their societal norms. So it's really toxic, guys. Don't let that happen. Like you're who defines you and you're the one who tells them what you will and won't do in society. And on my script, that's a really important um, note as well. So you are the one who tells you what to do. You are the one who tells people what you will and won't do. You are the one who has that assertive backbone, this confidence now to say, I owned my shit. I know who I am. And I am the one who says what the fuck I don't do and what I do do. Forgive my language, but that is what it is. And I will swear a lot in these podcasts when it's an important point to stress. And that is one of those points where I just want everyone to love themselves enough to stand up for themselves. Having a backbone, guys, is such an important thing in inner strength and like loving yourself and having a self-love because it's gonna like it's not gonna define you what they're what they're naysaying what their horrible things are anymore you're gonna love yourself for really who you are and you're gonna be the one who's in control and it's gonna feel so nice especially if you're one of those like people who sits at the back and the meek one's like "Mm, maybe there's a lot of people like that and you know what that's not necessarily that's that's listen not learn behavior you know that's how you grew up that's who you are but even the soft-spoken ones can learn to have a little bit of assertiveness at times and that is going to put you guys so much more in love with yourself because you're going to realize that you instead of sitting there in the back row you're now the ones in the front row controlling what you will and won't do within society with your friends and all of that as well um so the sec- i guess the other question i get asked a lot is 
is it going to lose you family and friends? Followers, probably. You know, the ones who can't love your real persona and the looks for who you are. Like, they were fake. They were never really there in the first place, guys, when you think about it. Because honestly, these are the fake friends. They don't want to see you happy. They haven't achieved it for themselves. And honestly, the other one is the standards of the world. So don't let the world change you. Like, if you do what I just said and commit to your own peace and your own well-being and your glass half empty, glass half full... All of these people sooner or later are going to stop trying to make you miserable and come to you for advice. Um, like, think about it. Who would you want to see to this? Is another good example. Um, I challenge you to think about this, guys. Who would you want to see in the next generation? Like, be an example for the new Gen Zs. Be an example for the generation after the Gen Zs. Like, who would you want to be in their generation? Who would you want their society to see in your generation? Like, be yourself. Don't let people bully you. You know, I'm, Gen Z, I find, is getting really good at that in certain terms. Um, that's just, I don't know. I'm a millennial, so I shouldn't be repping Gen Z. But you know what? I support everyone here. And I generally do think Gen Z is a good example of that. Like, they're good for anti-bullying. I know my generation was a little bit harsher because we're the ones that came before them on bullies. And we had a lot of school bullies. I went through it myself. But Gen Z has been supportive and loving. And that's partially due to my generation teaching their generation, the olders, the youngers, ETC, right? So just be an example, not just for generation, but for everyone around you. So like, who would you want to be for those younger people, for those older people even who might still want to learn from you? Don't let people bring you down and be who you are because that's going to be a magnetic attraction for the lovely people. It's going to bring good people into your life. Um, and then I guess the non-jar, I said non-jar, I don't know what that means, but non-judgment essentially. So don't live in a state of um, attachment and resistance to whatever shows up in your life. So basically don't, connect yourself to certain concepts and things that you are that person like i am um kenzie i play soccer and therefore i am an athlete you know what i mean don't let those dictate your life be who you are and say i'm kenzie i like soccer but that doesn't define me i also like i don't know i'm just a bad example i like sharks guys so i'm kenzie i like soccer and i like sharks you know you're not defined by that one thing that people think you're good at and that's who you are those labels that people put on people a jargon you know so that's just a simple little one too um so that's just that. I'm going to forget all of that. But basically, just forget all the life rules and attachment rules that you grew up with. And honestly, it's going to help you be the most valuable version of yourself. Like, it's going to give you so much health and self confidence. And honest to God, you're going to realize that, like, your hope's going to be renewed. The negative people aren't going to affect you. The negative issues, the labels, all of these different little sub trees that I'm going to link in that video below by Fearless Motivation, they're all going to stop troubling you. You're going to realize that your emotions are clear. You're going to be happier, guys. And honestly, I know there's so much more to this topic. I, I could go on and on and on because like I said, every single thing that I said in there, I had a little thought in my head. And I was like, even in my script when I was reading, I'm like, guys, we could go on to this and this and this. And this is what excites me about self-love and motivation. There's so many different things to learn about self-love and being your best version of yourself and that's why I strive to be the best version of myself that's why I love myself that's why I want to help others love themselves because I want you all to see that happiness in the end and I really do think that once you shed those labels once you stop letting people get to you and once you stop giving a fuck about anything really unless it's relevant don't let anything unrelevant in your life ever stress you out guys like, you know, I have a sign actually. It says, don't be regular glue because you are glitter glue. And I know it's cheesy, but you guys should remember that. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, I will talk to you in our next episode. Thank you for listening to episode two, guys. We're getting there. Um, if you guys want to follow us on Instagram, by the way, it's um, at unforgettable underscore love underscore podcast underscore xo it is very long i'm thinking of changing it i kind of need some suggestions too so if you guys have suggestions for an instagram name that would be cute and a little shorter 
holla them over at me because I'd really like to know. Um, that'd be really cool. Anyways, um, I love you guys. Self love army. And I hope we can join each other again for week three, episode three. Love you guys. Bye.